Whatever gets the job done, man. I was like, you know, a little courtesy could go a long way. Yeah, it can. I guess so. $17 lesbian vampire film. Good evening, Perry. I own a motel. That's important to you. And you'd be welcome to spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like. On the road again. Hey everybody, more Necronomicast fun during the month of October with Brian and Doug taking a road trip to Sydney, Iowa to visit Sinister Sydney. Here we go, buckle up. On the road again. Uh, uh, can you hit me a pop? Would you be able to do that? A pop? Yeah, where were they at? Uh, they're in that box that we bought at the store. Oh, this pop. Yeah. So hi everybody. Uh, this is uh, this is Brian. Hi. This is Doug. And we're taking a little road trip. How do you want me to open? The side right here? Uh, no, at the top. At the top. By the handle, just, just rip, rip the it side. open. Yeah. Okay. I want to do it right. Here you go. Here's your pop. Thanks. Uh, we're taking a drive, everybody. We're taking a little road trip. This little different kind of episode. We're going from uh, the crematorium. Wayne let us out. <sighs> Wayne and Lori, let us go. Uh, we're escaping in our El Camino, and we're driving to Sinister Sydney, Sydney, Iowa, to, uh, what's it called? Sinister Sydney is the name of the haunted house. Yeah, that's house. the name of the haunt. Yeah, we're going to a haunted attraction. It's, it's a haunted even, forest. Yeah, it's an outdoor, huge, it's supposed to take us almost an hour to get through. Really? I think that's what it oh, said. Holy cow. Outdoor haunted attraction put on by our friend Mike Ross, a.k.a. Reverend Michael, a.k.a. The Grave Digger. Grave Digger, Grave Digger. So, Maybe they lock you up for a little while or something. You know, they do that sometimes. They like they stuck me at, at, at like a Bellevue Berry Farm. They stuck me in a, in a room and locked me in there. They don't do that while. to everybody. They just... Yeah, they picked me out. <laughs> know. I woke up and when there was a, if my pants were undone. Something's wrong here. Oh, that was the best haunt. So as we drive, we were just kind of talking about Kevin Smith writing that Superman movie. And while we're on the, the topic of DC movies, we're talking about the DC movies, uh, Doug and I both saw Joker. Yeah. I saw it uh, last Saturday, and you saw it before that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we saw it like Friday, right when it opened up. Yeah, so it's only been out a week as yeah, we record Friday, this. I think. What'd you think of it? I liked it. And Megan liked it a lot. I I don't feel like I'm qualified to judge it, kind of almost, because I'm not a comic book guy, and I'm not a guy that's seen a lot of the movies that influenced it. Right. You know, so it's like, I don't, I feel dumb trying to talk about it. What? So well, you, just, you go first. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> what's neat about the movie, as we're talking. Are you going to get us lost? Can you do this while we're? Yeah, no, it's 19 miles. we're recording? All oh, right, Yeah. Good. We got Siri telling us how to I get to. I don't want to get lost. Yeah, it's dark as hell. We're, I mean, this is a mm-hmm. this is an adventure. The mu- the moon is beautiful. Yeah, but Joker, a giant hunter's moon. I think it's called. But what's great about Joker <clears throat> is that they even said like we we didn't um, follow. It's not a comic book adaptation. We didn't take a, a graphic novel and make a movie out of it. We kind of came up, you know, we were kind of influenced by the comics. And it's kind of sits in the Batman DC universe, but it's not uh, uh, an adapt adaptation of, of like an established real origin. That being said, it was. Now everybody's talked about how it was a um, 
homage to the movies like uh, Taxi Driver and uh, King of Comedy, the Scorsese pictures. And it's, it's pretty much like if somebody wanted to do a reboot or a remake of King of Comedy and the studio said no, they would just recast it as like a Joker film and make it because it's so much the King of Comedy. I have not seen that scene. Ah, well, yeah. I have seen Taxi Driver once, but I was in high school, I think, and I don't remember. Taxi Driver's on Netflix as we record this, and King of Comedy, where did I see it? I think I spent $2.99 getting it on Amazon. I hadn't seen him in forever. Like, I saw him in high school, I think, is about right. So I watched him again before I went and saw Joker, and De Niro's in Joker, and De Niro's in both of those movies. And before he got too busy with The Irishman, Martin Scorsese was going to be an executive producer of this Joker flick. <clears throat> so, I, I thought the acting was fantastic, the music was great. Uh, now, what has the director done before this? It seemed like I looked it up and was shocked at his... Well, he did the Hangover films. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it was a Hangover and other stuff. He made all like those that. bro comedies like that. Yeah, wow. He also made a movie, his first movie when he dropped out of film school in New York... He made a documentary, and I have it on VHS. I bought it years ago. It's called Hated. It's the story of Gigi Allen and the murder things. Who, who are they? Okay, Gigi Allen. Yeah, I know the name, but I can't... Famous, uh, infamous punk rocker. Famous for, uh, like, eating x lax before he went on stage. And uh -oh. He'd shit on the stage and throw it at people. Oh, cool. He died of, <laughs> he died of a He died of a heroin overdose doesn't even qualify. Oh, really? I, it was... Oh, look him up. Before, a way overdose of, of heroin and everything else. He died in 93. And actually, there's footage of his funeral. At the, like, he made this movie and released it, and then when he made, like, a new edition after Gigi died, and there's, like, this footage of Gigi in the casket, because they... Yeah, it was it's weird. Oh. Anyway, so he made that movie. Todd Phillips is his name, the director. Yes. Uh... It made me. It made me think of when I looked that up and saw the, the stuff that he had done before. I'm like, it reminded me of the, of the guy, David Gordon Green, who did the most recent Halloween because he had done movies like uh, Pineapple Express, Pineapple Express, and Your Highness, and, and some of these goofy comedies. Um, yeah, and, and Danny McBride, know. him and Danny McBride, did a bunch of the. Uh, well, this guy's coming up on my ass pretty good. Oh boy. Uh, that's right, go around. That's what the dotted line's for. Hello, sir. Thank you. I'm driving the speed limit. <clears throat> uh, they did the HBO comedy Eastbound and Down. Oh, yeah. So it's just like that, you know, like kind of people stepping out of their wheelhouse. Yeah, and really. Getting to do something different, you know, instead of getting typecast or holding and stuff. That being said, uh, Joaquin, I thought he was incredible. Oh, he was creepy and skinny. Yeah, and they said he lost like over 50 pounds for the role. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that was. I almost wondered if it was accentuated somehow. It's not the kind of movie that would do this. Yes, it wasn't. But like, God, you can see some of his bones and his back. Like I was like. Well, in real life, he, he has like. I asked my my wife, who's a physical therapist, what's up with his shoulder? Because they said, you know, they actually filmed some scenes of his back because he has a screwed up shoulder. Oh, really? Yeah, like real life. I don't know if it's double jointed or if there's a word for it or something. But that might explain it. I but guess. they like actually really. Well, as long as you look kind of, <laughs> kind of messed up. <laughs> Cast on body. Yeah. Well, it's not a new thing. I was not expecting. Come spoilers here. Um, 
I didn't think he was going to shoot himself himself at the end like he was planning. You didn't think? But I didn't yeah. think he was going to. I didn't think he was going to um, smoke Robert De Niro <laughs> at the end either. That scene was so that there was tension in that scene. You know that was up with uh, Tor- uh, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino, I I can't say his name. Which dude? Uh, that scene reminded me of like. Pulp Fiction level tension. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like that scene in. Uh, I was like, whoa, man! Anything could fucking happen when they're just, you know, he's just smiling, and, and everyone's laughing at him, kind of, and then no one knows what to do. And yeah, I was like, oh god! Like when he reached he... behind him and he pulled out his notebook. I thought he was oh, gonna get the gun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like there's as much tension in that scene. Remember, like, in, in, have you seen Angora's Bastards? Yes. Okay. Just, just watched it last week. Oh, okay. So when they're down in the German beer hall, yeah, that's a long scene, and that is so awesome the way it ra- uh, ratchets, ratchet, it's up, ratchets up the tension in that scene. Just as that German um, commandant is kind of grilling him a little bit, uh-huh. and, the, and, the, and the, the the accent starts falling apart, and anyway, yeah, yeah that whole uh, thing on the Murray Franklin show. And then he greases him at the end and shoots yeah, him a couple more times. Yeah, blood all over the wall. Uh, here's a question. Did he... Uh, the the neighbor, the African-American lady that lives down the hall, uh-huh. Sophie, Yeah. that he has all the dreams about or the fantasies about throughout the movie that aren't, uh-huh. that didn't really happen, yeah. and he ends up in her apartment, do you think he killed her or just kind of just stormed out or walked I out? I did consider it, huh? I just wonder because later it shows him sitting in his own apartment again and like had he killed any those other guys yet at that time or would uh, she be in the first if, if, yeah it depends on where it falls if it's after the guy it's from before, work it's before that because his face I was all painted think it's white it's possible his face was all painted white when those guys from work came over so I think he was getting ready to he plugged those two or he killed that one guy oh no how about how about <laughs> the guy go. yeah you were nice to me you were nice to me, but then when he says you could go, he can't reach the lock. Yeah, no, the I know. That was like, oh. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was some fucked up. Yeah, Pulp Fiction type stuff. Totally. I'm like, good lord, could you let me out? It almost felt weird to laugh at that, although uh, it was funny. Yeah, well, that's that's what Quentin Tarantino does. He uh, yeah, he has some stuff that's funny as hell, but it's like you're terrified. Um, like I remember seeing Pulp Fiction in the theater, and my friend. Got really he did he didn't see the humor but like you know when like uh, Bruce Willis sees Bing Rames and then and he recognized him and then he wrecked his car right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that lady and and like and there's the shootout I think Bing comes out and he's like he's stuttering and shoots and it's it's kind of funny looking yeah. some, there's something that's kind of funny about it but it's terrifying at the same time and my friend was looking at everybody and going, what is wrong with these people? How are they loving? <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of funny. Like, physically, it's funny. Does, does he ram him? You know? Does he ram Bing Rames with the car? When yeah, he, he does, I think. Because he's, he's like, son of a bitch. Yeah, he hits him. And then he then he goes, peels out, then he, but then he, he yeah, runs then he the wrecked, light, I think, doing that. And right. And then he gets hit. Because that that's where they tumble movie. into the, they, they tumble into the pawn shop and the yeah. whole, the gimp and all that shit. Yeah, I really enjoyed Joker. Uh, horror movie? I think it's got, it's got, a definite horror movie feel throughout yeah. the whole thing. It was interesting. You don't see him dressed as the Joker until the very end of the movie. Yeah. You know, in his actual Joker costume. He, he's dressed as his clown costume that he 
he works out as a clown, you know. Yeah. What is what is said his name? Arthur. No, I mean he had a clown name. He mentioned. Oh what it was yeah, yeah. What was it? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Carnival class or some shit. Yeah. Anyway, I liked it. Yeah, Megan said it was it was very beautiful and haunting. Yeah, it uh, really. Uh, but I don't have like like I said, I don't have any knowledge of. <laughs> You know, I'm not a big comic book movie guy, and I've never really watched a lot of those movies, so I don't, I, I'm not going to be easily offended, you know, because I'm just not, it's not my thing, so. Well, I'm sure a lot. I could be impressed and not be like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of the fanboys probably had a lot of problems with it. Yeah, them. I bet it's got to be like a 50-50 love or hate type of thing. Or, yeah. Now, my wife uh, hates horror movies, but listens to our podcast. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. Um, she really enjoyed it. And, but I made her watch uh, King of Comedy with me, or I asked her to, and she agreed because, um, ooh, that's a call. That's a nice little fire right there. Fire. People buy it. We're going to slow down here. We're in Tabor, Iowa now. Speed limit 35. Um, she thought King of Comedy was really boring. Yeah. And it kind of is. Yeah. You know, nobody, there's no, there's no murders, nothing like that. The, the story is, De Niro's a guy named Rupert Pupkin, and he's this, um, he lives with his mom and just kind of a loser but he dreams of being on uh, what's the name of the show Jimmy Lunsford no that's the band leader anyway he uh, is it a real show Jerry Lewis has a show just like uh, Robert De Niro has a show uh, He's, it's like a take off of uh, Johnny Carson oh okay yeah uh, and how funny that in the Joker, there's like the band leader's a trumpet player, just like Doc Severinsen. Oh yeah, the set looks just like Johnny Carson the, did down right down to the curtains. Like the, yeah, there was. Um, music sounds just like it. Burr, so, burr, burr, burr. so he's. Oh, we got a stoner drug here. Nice. You know you're in a cool small town when they got a stoner drug. So he's he's totally um, a stalker of um, Jerry Lewis's character, who's the talk show host. Uh, and, and long story short, he ends up kidnapping him with the help of Sandra Bernard, kidnapping him. Uh, and he says he'll let him go. The only ransom he wants is to get on this national talk show and do his routine. So they let him. And he, huh. was, and he lets Jerry Lewis go. Huh. And, and he goes to jail for a couple years or whatever. And then when he gets out, they, it, it, it's kind of vague. Is it in the guy's mind that he's imagining this? But when he gets out of jail, he writes a book about about the ordeal. And he gets becomes a famous comic. So like... Huh. But it could be just in his mind, just like in Joker, we don't know what really happened. Like, is there's a theory going around that in the Joker. Remember in the beginning when he's talking to the social worker, uh-huh. and she's like, "Do you remember what got you put into Arkham?" And there's like that brief, quick flashback of him slamming his head up against the wall. Oh yeah. I guess there's a clock in the background that's at the same time as the clock when he's back in Arkham at the end. So oh. you don't know if he's remembering. If all this stuff happened in real time. Or if it's all in his imagination, or he's kind of thinking back and it did happen. That last scene in the movie actually happened prior to the movie, is what you're saying? When, yeah, I, when he was in Arkham? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, so the end of the movie would actually be him being praised on top of the car, you know, in real time. Yeah, it's weird. I, there's a lot of... The ending of the movie's real vague. But I liked it. Yeah, I did. I liked it. I, it, was, it was a lot of commentary on uh, mental health and For stuff real. like that. 
a lot of stuff that you don't get so much out of you know other superhero movies. But it wasn't really a superhero movie, you know. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. What about the other thing that isn't totally clear is if he actually has that condition or if it's fake. His lab. What they have is that he. Yeah, it's some kind of condition where he, like Tourette's, where he laughs. Right. And and he's got a little card that he gives to people when he has a fit that says, I have a condition. I'm not laughing at you. Please return the card. Yeah, kindly return, yeah, the, return card. the card. And, uh, but there's one time after he's laughing at the at the, the people he works with at the, at the clown place, and he's walking down the hall, and he's buttoning his shirt, and he's laughing, laughing, and as soon as he comes around the corner, he just stops. Yeah. And it almost looks like he chose to stop because he exited, you know, exit stage right. I yeah, I got you. you. Know, and then he was accused by somebody at, at one point of, is that real or is it made up? Um, I took it that it was, I mean, it was in there so much that it probably had to be real because that's what got his ass kicked in the train. Right. Is that he's laughing when those drunk that, guys were on there. Yeah, and that whole and thing. Why would you do that if you're just going to get your ass pulled? Dude, and that whole thing is like, remember the Bernard Getz, the subway shooter in New York in the 80s? Uh, name's familiar, but I don't remember this. He's the dude that was getting robbed, although the kids said that they were panhandling. He, mm. he said he was getting robbed. Oh. So he shot like four or five um, African-American dudes. He was the big self-defense. You know, yeah. Self-defense. Carried, yeah. He popped them and then uh, none of them, I don't think any of them died. One guy committed suicide later. One guy was paralyzed too. Um, oh, that's... So that's a definitely... Uh, so a lot of people thought he was kind of a hero because he shot these uh, would-be... You know, were they mugging him? He says they were. I think one guy said that they were, but another guy said we were just panhandling, you know, asking for five dollars, not demanding like give us your money or. So yeah. The, so that that was a whole New York subway, and that would have been in the time when Todd. That was when we were growing up, and I think Todd Phillips is about our age. So mm-hmm. he probably he drew a lot on that too. There's a little bit of Death Wish in the movie too, a little bit of falling down with Michael Douglas. I don't know. It was interesting to see. I guess it was Gotham, but it looked like, you know, late 70s New York. Right. You know. Uh, With the super rats. I've always wanted to find, I've always wanted to find a, watch a good documentary on that, on maybe just the history of Times Square uh-huh. and the cleanup of that, uh, just to go back and see that, because I don't remember that, you know, really. Uh, but that's just kind of amazing that that part of the, that city changed so much. It would be interesting to talk to, you know, that one guy in town. I guess he lives in Lincoln, but he's uh, he performs in Omaha a lot. The singer-songwriter, you know who I'm talking guy, about? Oh, the guy from New York. Right. It'd oh, be Scott, Scott Severinsen. Yeah, oh, Scott yeah. Severin. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say his name, but I can take it out. Oh. <laughs> or we can have it. I'm not gonna say anything bad about him. So. No, no. But I'm saying I just know if he wouldn't be associated with the podcast. Oh. But I'm saying it'd be interesting to talk to him. Excuse yeah. me, because he grew up there and he knows all. You know, he talks about yeah. hanging out with like Lou Reed. And, yeah. He said the funniest thing to me once because like I was getting a drink at the bar before a show and he, he's, whatever he just said, I am not going to drink one of those because if I do, I know I will find a way to get cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> it's good to know. Thanks. It is a gateway. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny dude. He's I, I don't know if his if his stories are 100 percent or not, but they're he's, uh-huh. he can tell a story for yeah. Real. Every song starts with him telling the story. Yeah. Uh, kind of. So anyway, that's Joker. Yeah, that's Joker. I say go see it. I do too. We're gonna. <clears throat> so that kind of. This is, place is really far. I know it. Holy shit! We just keep going. When that thing said ten miles, I'm like, God, really? 
Yeah, there's, I mean, we're, like, in between this is, cornrows. I mean, and, this is way farther than uh, Malvern. But, well, yeah, but we did, it's, the phone said it'd take about an hour or so to get there, and, and we're just about an hour. And we're yeah. five miles, we're supposed to get there at eight minutes. So we're going to end this part of the podcast. Next thing you're going to hear, um, hopefully, I think, maybe I'll just edit it this way. Uh, we'll talk a little bit to Mike Ross, a.k.a. Gravedigger, a.k.a. Reverend, Reverend Michael, about his haunted attraction, Sinister Sydney. All right, we've survived one-third of Sinister Sydney. We're here with Reverend Michael, Mike Ross, the Gravedigger. How, <laughs> how are you, sir? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? It is, uh, first of all, great. It's a beautiful October night, a little chill in the air. But it's not keeping the chainsaws from running. We can hear them off in the distance. <laughs> it was quite the drive from Omaha here. Never been here before. Easy to get to, but I mean, very dark and like it sets the it sets the stage. Sets the whole mood for it. Doesn't yeah, it was. It? Yeah. How, how long does it take you to get this place ready to go? Well, we start November first. Oh wow! <laughs> we, we, you don't even take a day off. Nah, no, no, no. There is no rest for the wicked. And this land, how much land is this on? Uh, we're on we're on five acres. We use about three of it for the haunt itself because I live here. Right. Yeah. See right. the house is right over there. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and, and a little bit, little uh, tidbit of trivia. The as far as we know, the only actual haunted things here is the house we live in. <laughs> right. So although yeah. the cemetery that you see right here is an actual cemetery, there are bodies there. That's all I can say. Oh, Whoa, really? wow. Oh, I'm going to take another look. Incredible. So you start November 1st to get this thing going, and it's, it's. I hear the chainsaw. I don't know if the recorder's picking no, it up. I don't think it Incredible stuff we've seen so far. The fog tunnel. Yeah, the fog um, tunnel. The, the crazy spider lair. Yeah, um, yeah. The dude great. up in the tree. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving it like giving stuff away like where <laughs> right. it's at, yeah, but I mean, holy it. cow, this is something to believe. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, we oh. have a good time. We have a good time. Okay, again. What? RJ. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm in the middle of an interview, honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll just oh, turn is it he off. Waiting at the yes, end? he's waiting at okay. the gate. He's okay. holding the line oh. for me. Yeah. All right. Just so, That's Doug, here we are. This is yeah, like sorry. this. Oh no problem. No, he's running the show. Yeah, he's working, She's running doing the everything. Show. I know how it is. We're bothering him here. So when you go through like halfway through or a third of the way through, there's a great little area here where you could get some hot cocoa. Uh, they serve it here, and then also twenty-five a, cents. Twenty-five cents. No, you can't beat that with a stick. They got a fire pit here, so you could kind of warm up. Now they said stay on the path, but we came from this direction. We how, go that way. how the hell do we get out of here? I mean, through here. <laughs> Is it through this way? You'll be heading. You'll be heading up towards the dragons. Yep. Yep. Oh that's my right. God. Yeah, we even have dragons. So, Great. <laughs> I like dragons. I'm not looking forward to the chainsaw. I can hear that out in the distance. Yeah, you got another third of the way to go before you get anywhere near that. Nice. So, so you run this on what nights? Friday, Saturday nights? Friday and Saturday nights in October. Uh, it's always Friday and Saturday. We have volunteers, uh, a lot of which are high school or, you know, working parents. Yeah. And so getting anybody in this little tiny community of 1,100. Getting people to work is, is tough enough. Getting them to work any night between yeah. besides Friday and Saturday, damn near impossible. Well, and, and if you're if you're only an hour away from this place, dear listeners, I know we have listeners all over the place, but I mean, you have places like this in your community too. Go out and support these haunts. Go out and support these things, because this one this is pretty this is nuts, dude. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> hey, yeah. Now he's off. He's off. He's off. He's got a, he's working the he's crowd. Guiding him. Yeah. He's telling him. 
So yeah, what do you say? Five acres, three of it's the hunt. Yeah, it's a three-acre hunt, man. Yeah, pretty sweet. All right, here he comes. Warm up by the fireside. All right, give us the website. Website is Sydney or no, <laughs> SinisterSydney.com. Uh, of course, it's Sinister Sydney on Facebook, and that's Sydney with an I, not a Y. Got it. Got it. Well, this is really incredible. And then your your uh, all the information about the hours, the days and times, the admission price, but you're also accepting uh, some food, and that goes to the charity. Yeah, we have uh, West Central Food Pantry here in uh, here in Sydney. We give to them every year. Uh, I think we last year we did somewhere around 2,000 pieces of food. Nice. So and and that you get a dollar off per non-perishable item, up to three dollars off. So it can be as low as ten dollars yeah. coming in. Yeah. Uh, if you if you keep your wristband on and come back, it's only six bucks. So we give discounts there. Sweet. So, Sca yeah, we get lots scares that care. Yeah, scares that care. There you go. There you, I think that's used already. Though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to sound smart. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go through the rest of the hunt. It's been great having you. Good luck yeah. for the rest of the night. Get the generators going. Get make sure you got plenty yeah, of gas. Yeah, yeah. This I can't even imagine what this looks like. Like during the day, like how you have to Come go through. Come on down during the day. I'll show you around, man. Yeah. If you want to oh, see it, you want sure. to. Right. You know, or you know, you can look at the. the I'm not going to give the name of it. But you look at the YouTube channel where yeah. I do all the behind the scenes stuff. You know, oh, yeah. putting it okay. together and all that too. Cool. Because you also have a, a a show called Haunt Chat Live. I do. Yep. We yeah. do. We do. Mrs. Lori and I. Yeah, first absolutely. Saturday of every month, except October, because <laughs> we're busy here. <laughs> I got a little too much on my plate in October yeah. to do the show then. I can imagine. But, I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, we have coming up uh, this. This next one, the first Saturday in uh, November, right? Yeah. Uh, is Haunted Honeymooners are going to be on. Sweet. So, yeah, finally getting them on. Well, well, we'll put links to all your stuff on our show page. But until then, hey, thanks. We're ready to go through and get the uh, yeah, brown cool. stuff scared out of us. All right. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> Code brown coming. Code brown. <laughs> Code brown. It's dark when there's no sun. <laughs> it's funny how dark it is when the sun goes down. God, yeah. All right, Doug. There's no light pollution out here, too, though, so it's Zero. darker. All right, we just went through the Sinister Sydney. We did. Holy shit. It was awesome. What do you say? There's five acres of his land, and three of it is this haunt. Mm-hmm. I've never been through anything that crazy, like that big crazy before. Yeah, I mean, it involved a, a whole small section was basically a haunted house. Yeah. yeah. Went into a haunted house for a while there, you know. But the way he had all the trees backlit and uh, copious amounts of fog. Lots of fog. They had, yeah, we had whiteout fog a couple of times. With only lasers to kind of guide your way. Yeah. It was very cool. The, my favorite thing was the, was the murder bunny. Chainsaw person came at us dressed as the Easter Bunny. Yeah, because you know you're going. Through I was like, "What in the hell?" And earlier in the interview with Mike, you can uh, the Grave Digger, you can hear, you know, you can hear the chainsaw. There's no covering up the chainsaw, so you know it's coming. You just don't know when it's coming. And yeah. then to have the chainsaw being wielded by. And it wasn't at the end either. It was, no. So. I don't know what I was expecting. I knew it was coming. It was actually after the, the clown. I think as we came out of the big tent I think because I thought it was going to be a clown with a chainsaw <laughs> instead it was, it was a big bunny yeah <laughs> dude the, the, in the small things like the way the place was decorated uh the atmosphere uh, yeah. uh the guy in the ghillie suit the big moss covered big footy looking dude 
The guy up in the tree. There was a guy up yeah, in the that, fallen that. tree that you walk under, and this guy was up in it. Looked like uh, he was up there like uh, Jeepers Creepers and shit. <laughs> you know, the Jeep, the Creeper. Uh, gosh, what else was there? Yeah, so we drove about an hour to get there. <clears throat> there was oh, there was that guy that was sitting there uh, that I thought was a prop, you know, and but wasn't. And well, he, yeah, he did a real good job. He's got dozens of these life-size things <laughs> Mannequin and half of them everywhere. are half of them around half of them will turn around and follow you as your <laughs> the dragons were cool yep there's the dragon there's a real cemetery yeah the, what? when you go into the in the break part an actual real cemetery I went back and looked and they were real headstones a real real tombstone I've never with real people's names I've never heard of anything like that I think their last name was Morris oh. yeah yeah but I guess it came with the house yeah, what are you going to do? Whoa, that's a traffic calming device. Yeah, he had a vortex tunnel. You know, don't see a vortex tunnel in a haunted forest, you know? No. You went into, you know, a shed or whatever and had a good one. It was big and it was fast. Yeah, that thing was, you can give that a spin, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we are. I can't turn this way. We go. There's the church. Yeah, there's the church. Sorry, folks that are listening. We're just, we're, trying, to we're just trying to find survive. our way back to civilization. Not to say that... Um, Eastern Iowa's has no civilization. No, or Western Iowa, I should say. Well, Although they did have an old school uh, Casey's general store. I like that. <laughs> Brought me back to high school, man. Yeah. You knew where the bathroom was and everything? <laughs> right behind I'm like, it's back there, I think, but it does say no. It says employees only, so I'm like, I thought maybe it wasn't. But... Ah, and what a gracious host he was. Yes, we had a great time. Everybody should go if you want to take a nice ride down to, I mean, it's really not that far away, and it's, it's a fun time. It's pretty affordable, 13 bucks, and you can go through twice or three, you can go back, what, $6, you can go through again. Sure, sure, so sure. You can kind of go through a couple times if you want. It'll probably be pretty different the next time, I think. Well, that was super fun. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it was my first haunt for the season. Mine too, yeah. mine too. I need to get out. So, whether you're listening to us near the Haunted Heartland or far away, go out and support your uh, home haunts, your um, haunted attractions, even get out there. Even the bigger corporate kind of ones. Just go out, especially the ones that uh, use a portion of the proceeds to do good for the community. Because yes. every time you meet these haunt guys, they're really cool. You know, what I mean, like a lot of them just do it because they, you know, they love. You know, it's like American Scream, the documentary. Those guys just love Halloween, and they love... He was following us around, and <laughs> yeah. and he was really uh, excited that we had such a good time. So that was super fun. So, I think this is going to kind of conclude our road trip for the Necronomicast. We're having the, the spooktacular running through October, trying to cram as many shows. You want to go to another haunt, maybe, if we can? Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's go and... I want to go to uh, Shadow's Edge because they've got a totally redesigned, I guess, this year. Though I, I mean, I had <laughs> I went last year, but I'm not going to remember <laughs> remember it to tell you that it's redesigned. I know my daughter wants to go through Scary Acres, and I was going to drive or be their chaperone or whatever. But I, I want to just go through it, you know. I just yeah. I don't want to just drive some teenagers. I want to go through it, but I'll probably have to go through it, you know, far away from then. You know, You're come not on. Cool. No, no, I'm not cool at all. I'm wearing my white uh, New Balance tennis shoes as we yeah, speak. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're good for mowing the lawn. So, with that in mind, I don't know 
Doug, there might be a post-credit scene at the end okay. of this podcast, sure. so don't necessarily don't story, necessarily huh? turn off the show when you hear the theme music. So, on behalf of our co-hosts Wayne and Lori and Zip, this is Brian. I'm Doug, and we're making our way back to the crematorium, and we'll catch you next time on the Necronomicast. You've been listening to the Necronomicast. A podcast hosted by a bunch of blood bags and produced by Brian Corey and Wayne Brecky. For show notes and other interesting information, go to the show page at necronomicast.com. And until next time, find something better to do with your time. <laughs> the daughter. Yeah, swimming and they're just smoking and watching birds swim. <laughs> like, man. And, uh, oh, okay. Okay, then I walk, it has these stairs that go down out of the pool area down to the, where the bar was. And I walk, as I walk down them to go put my broom away, the guy yells towards me as I'm walking away, like, hey, my daughter needs a date tonight. What you doing later? You know, he kind of yells. I'm like, wow, this is true. These guys are freaking weird. And then I go up and go by their room. And there is a pair of panties just hanging on the doorknob. Like, they just put their panties there. But isn't that like a sign for something? Isn't that like a... I don't know. Like, come on in or... or no they're... one told me that. Uh, but... <laughs> but I wanted to fuck with them, so... <laughs> I knew where they were in the thing. So I grabbed the panties yeah. and I put them up. This door was elaborate with, uh, like, cherubs and shit on it. Okay. <laughs> and I put them over the cherub's head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the only thing else I remember is... Uh, then I went and I filled up the pop machines, and the daughter came out and walked down the hall. Or I don't know if she wanted pop or not, but and she walked back. She actually turned back and like checked me out, and I was like, "Wow, crazy!" And so, how old was this couple? Well, it's hard for me to say. Like now. the mom and dad. Yeah, they were probably in their thirties. You know, I would and guess. how old was the they daughter? Were old to me, she was probably yeah late teens or, 20 oh my or God. early twenties. You know. She, she looked about my age, I guess. Uh, yeah. I never, since I worked the early morning shift, I didn't really encounter anything like that at all at yeah. the hotel. But in the afternoons, before I got off at 2, um, a couple times, like I worked there from like May till August, but a couple times each summer, both years, this one lady would come in and her, she had like a home address. I want to check and see, uh, make sure we got the input level we're getting all right yeah so um she would come in and she gave us her name type in the computer her name and address would come in and she didn't live that far away from the hotel and she always paid in cash and paid like she never negotiated for another rate you know what i mean Hmm. it wasn't like no triple a rate no diners club no, no nothing it was just like you went and just, I don't know, said anything, the rate would go from $119 like to $99. Just uh, if you just even asked for it. She's just like, um, regular. Yeah, and somebody said, oh, at night, there's always like dudes coming and going. So she would pay cash during the day, kind of get dolled up during the day, and then just work all night in the hotel. Really? Yeah. Let's see, the cleaning ladies one time they found a... Okay, you know those... 
you know those kids that go around and sell like the really expensive candy bars? Yeah. Or soap, like, like you know, like, like candy bars. Yeah. But well, they would they would stay at our hotel and they like book a whole floor. I forget how many floors this place had. Six. They would book a, pretty much a whole floor with all those kids, and in the back they'd have their big um, truck, and in the morning they'd be like just with the garden hose from the hotel just filling up all these bottles of concentrate water and their soap that they'd sell and they'd huh. have they'd have a pep rally in the morning in one of the I don't know this soap stuff I've never seen that yeah it's just a spray you huh. know like miracle miracle soap miracle spray soap like 409 but anyway whatever huh. okay. anyway so they so they mix all this soap up and, and then they have a pep rally hey, we're gonna go on sale today yeah 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 they do all this stuff. They drop the kids off in neighborhoods all over Omaha and then pick them up later in the day. Anyway, our manager had to kick them out one year because they found they found pot. Like the cleaning ladies were cleaning, they found a bunch of pot. Well, that wasn't the big deal. I think our manager kind of was like, "Well, okay." Well, then, then they found some guns. Guns. Yeah, they, they, like the cleaning ladies were, were making the bed, and there was guns like underneath the mattress. Like they'd store their guns underneath the mattress. And he's like, "Yeah, we need it. We're." Pot's one thing. Jeez. That's, yeah, I don't think we ever found any guns. We did find a lot of... Back to the porn. Yeah. We would find porn under the mattresses. That's where we would find gay porn. Under the mattresses? Under the mattresses. They, if, so if someone's nervous about putting their porn, gay porn in the trash, oh. I guess. And they, when we, we would rotate the mattresses and have to flip them. And every time we did it, we found one or two. It was a different time. We had a mystery. Oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> I found a skinned dog in the dumpster. Totally skinned. And we had to call the main society out to take it away. Like, it was a... I go to What did you do? It was a dog, in it, but it had no skin. It was just terrifying. I'm like, is that real? What the fuck is that? I went and I told the boss. And then they went out front desk girls or whatever. And then the maintenance guy, probably, I guess, he went out there and looked. And like, fuck, what can we call it? Call the Humane Society or whatever, and they came and got him. Now, who knows what the story is with that? A skinned. You know, what skinned hotel? What this hotel? was that? This is the best Western that I worked at in Coralville. Coralville, right next to Highway City. Jesus. Yeah. A skinned. So dog. That, that was bizarre. Um, and they just threw it in the hotel dumpster. It was in the dumpster. It was actually in, yeah, I guess it was our dumpster. Did you it know was it was? Behind, a, it was actually behind an Amico though. Maybe we kind of shared it. I don't know. Did you know it was a dog right away? Yeah, I think so. Just for the size? Of yeah. Gross. But I don't know what kind of dog it was since it didn't have any hair was... anymore or anything. It kind of looks like a fucking... It, you know, it looked like a greyhound, but that's because it had no... You know, uh, it just had muscles and shit. Yeah, I would have picked out too. Oh, that was weird. And then another mystery thing that we never knew what the hell it was. Call me to come into this room to fucking bring the shampooer. And this room was completely covered every fucking thing that was fabric in fucking hair. Like animal hair. Like all the fucking, like the carpet completely, you know, and then, but all the different, they had at least two, you know, chairs that were fabric. And then the curtains, and it's just covered in fucking hair. And, <laughs> and the maid's like, I don't know what the fuck. She's like, but there are people, like, she had a theory that, you know, someone brought a bunch of fucking cats 
and like killed a bunch of cats to sell for like food, <laughs> like to a restaurant or something. I'm like, I'm like, man, that sounds like something you don't be doing in it. It's gonna make a bunch of noise. But then again, whatever it was, came from animals, I think. Right. And well, maybe they were just uh, dog groomers without a home. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then the, a bunch of dogs in the room. Then, now I gotta remember what was in it. that day. Maybe it was the fur from the skin dog. God, I think that it had to be a different time. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so I go, I start doing the room, and then I open the the room's open to the outdoors through a glass door, and so I go out there to drain the shampoo out. And when I go out there, there are a couple trash bags oh. outside that room, and I go, oh shit, and. So I tell them, and, and like nobody wants to look in the trash bags, and I don't remember what were in the trash bags. It did must, you have to look? I, I assume I did. I think it was something <laughs> innocuous, innocuous. It wasn't that that just added to the mystery. Like what? Like just a bunch of rags or, or towels, and maybe they had hair on them too. But there wasn't blood or anything. It was something like what the fuck happened in this room? So that was a weird room. That was. That I think was, you know what would be really fun. I don't even know how you would even attempt to do anything like this. But if you made a podcast kind of like Sasquatch Chronicles, where people just called in that like with hotel stories, oh like God. you have to be an employee, like a former employee, a current employee, just I don't know, hotel chronicles. One yeah, night when I was working, was, you know, it'd, it'd be like the weirdest shit you ever heard, yeah, probably. But, but there are some, yeah, overnight stuff. Holy shit, fucking Vegas. <laughs> Uh, the, is it this one? Well, it's 35. Yeah, yeah. And then we want to go east. I saw the metal for 34. Keep left on Tequila's 34 east. Looks like we'll maybe go under the thing and then curve around. Yeah. <laughs> Hotel. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, that, that job, though. I always told my sons. Yeah, I liked well, my one Jackson, not, not the seven-year-old, but I told yeah. Jackson, I was like, because he's asking, he's asking, yeah, what, you know, what'd you do before you worked at church? Well, I was in school. Well, did you have jobs? Yeah. Well, you know, so I told him, especially when they were tearing down the hotel, I was like, you know, I used to work there. What? Yeah. And I really liked it. Before it went all shitty. Because I'd go yeah, back over there. Yeah, it got worse and worse. Because I would get these calls from people staying over there. Because they're in our parish boundaries. And, you know, I'd go over there and drop off a check, you know, so somebody could stay there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, this place just totally went to hell. Just went to hell. Like, like when you look at that website, like abandoned malls or whatever it is. Dead malls. Dead malls, yeah, that's. Yeah. My place used to be awesome because it was a fucking, it had a medieval castle theme to it. It's called the Canterbury Inn. And so it had a moat and a little drawbridge that you went into there and it had a big throne in the lobby and big murals on the walls. And the restaurant in the basement was called the House of Lords. Oh, that sounds really cool. It, it was cool, man. And um, and a bit, you know, it's designed with some big turrets. They had one room that was circular, had a circular bed in it. Oh, wow. You know? Um, yeah. But then, but then it, we stayed there the last time we went to Iowa City, one of those times that we stayed there, and they had completely gotten rid of all 
all of the theming. Though it still kind of looks like a castle, you know, yeah. because it was designed that way. But it's not just called, it's still called the Canterbury Inn too, but there's just nothing to it that actually looks They took out fun. all the charm. Yeah, there's just... no charm at all. It's all like whatever, you know. It's yeah, too bad. Yeah, it used to be. So I worked there when it was cool. They had, back in the 90s, they had freaking ashtrays every freaking every section had one a big one on the connected to the hallway with the wall yeah and i if i had to fucking take this coffee can and go and dump them every day it's like, oh. yeah man uh. yeah I used, to, I used to love to go and do the uh we actually had you know class the class we had glass classes not plastic ones so they had to be washed every day. You had to do some washing. You go down. I go down and use the, the dish, dishwasher in the House of Lords, and that was cool because I could I could kill an hour or so, and I could turn on the TV there and watch MTV. Okay. While I just sit down there and wait for the dishwasher to run, and I could play like music on the you know the, the cook's cassette deck, and uh, and I'd vacuum and clean the restaurant at the same time, and I could steal food out of. <laughs> <laughs> I would take food. Sometimes I would take breadsticks that they... They must have saved them to turn into croutons because you're not going to give it someone a breadstick from the night before, but they would have some breadsticks covered in plastic. Oh. And I'd take them and eat yeah, that. Yeah, they probably chopped them up into croutons. And I would fucking take whole pieces of cake, uh, desserts, like a slice, you know, from a pie, from in the freezer. They would have the, them in there, and I would fucking take one out, man, wrap it up in a thing and fucking eat it. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, they're probably not doing inventory on slices. Just, you know, once they go through that whole cake, it's gone. Um, but yeah. When I worked the front desk one time, I, we checked people in and out. And this one guy, he was there um, on business, like his whatever, I think it was uh, through Warner Trucking or something like that, was paying for his room. And he was a real class A prick. And I think I told the story on the on the Scott Voorhees show. Real, real jerk. Just nothing was right. Wanted this, wanted this now, and you know, blah blah blah. Well, when it was time for him to check out, printed out his bill. Oh no, he brought his bill because we'd slip him under the door, and if everything was okay, you just sign it or whatever, and then you leave. Well, he he watched some porno movie back when. I don't even know if he's get them on demand anymore right i don't know i never tried to do it yeah oh, maybe once i tried it. well he had like a and they, they were so expensive too he had like a 17 dollar charge and it was some like vampire <laughs> co-ed vampire lesbian right. something like that it was some i, I remember that. it was lesbian and vampires and whatever <laughs> and so he's like oh yeah um, can i just uh pay for this on my credit card <laughs> and, and, and have it, and, and he was such a dick. I said, "Well, sir, no, it's it's on the. I mean, I can't void this transaction without you know, and then put it on and open up another one." I, I said, "The system won't let me do it. W would the system allow me to do it? <laughs> Maybe. I didn't even entertain the idea of even finding out if I could or not. He was such a dick. So he's just like." So he had to turn in his expense report <laughs> with the words vampire, lesbian. Oh, man. I don't know. Whatever yeah, the fuck it was whatever called. Whatever gets the job done, man. I was like, you know, a little cursing could go a long way. Yeah, it can. <laughs> I guess so. $17 oh. lesbian vampire film. I yeah. was watching, before I uh, came out, I was watching Comet and they had fucking this 
Nicolas Cage movie called Vampire's Kiss was on, and that was glorious, man. He was he was overacting in like every scene. It was really? amazing, yeah. You ever seen the pictures of him wearing the uh, Superman outfit when they were rumored to be? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I have, because yeah, he was going to be in a Superman reboot way back. Yeah, way back. They couldn't get the script right. They even had Kevin Smith write a treatment. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that was like when I was, and, it, and that was so far back that like I didn't really get that Kevin Smith was a comic book guy. I mean, even though like, you watch the old movies and you can tell, yeah. but I didn't know anything about comics myself. That's, maybe that's why. But so I'm like, why would Kevin Smith write Superman? I don't understand. 